Okay, so let's talk money. Time for the Financial Health and Wealth Show with financial advisor Cassandra Brazier of Avila Wealth. All she talks about is money, money, money. Financial topics relevant to your life heard every Sunday morning at 10 or available anytime as a My Talk podcast. That's great. I love podcasts. Let's start the show. Here's your host, Miss Shannon. All right, ladies, we got to talk finances. finances. Yes, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Financial Health and Wealth Show with my good friend Cassandra Brazier over there from Avila Wealth, reminding you that you can get in contact with them quite easy. If you quite go to avilawealth.com, just A-V-I-L-A wealth.com. How's your week been? It's been good. We were kind of chat. We were yeah. catching up while we were walking in because you and I got here at the same time today. Mm-hmm. So we're catching up. I mean, so far, you know, there's a there's a lot of that. Some people I don't think are weathering the beginning of the year as easily as you and I are. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation about mm-hmm. maybe just giving some people some foundation so yeah. that they can settle mm-hmm. and then they can move into the rest of the year, mm-hmm. hopefully with a little bit more feeling a little more grounded, at least mm-hmm. as far as their financial health goes. Yeah. So we'll just see if we can help with that because we're going to continue talking about just building that foundation yeah. uh, conversation we've had over the last few episodes. And that, it's been really good, I think, just to take some time to dig in a little bit more to all these different areas and again if you missed the last couple shows we have been we've been talking about how do you put a strong foundation together in your finances um, and then really digging into a number of key areas that you don't have to have heard those shows to tune in today and to understand where we're at but those that information from some of those prior shows would be helpful if you missed them yeah, and if you want to go back and listen to that, it's very easy to find them. You can go to mytalk1071.com, use that keyword wealth, get our podcast. It listens, listen to us at your leisure. Kind of thing. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. you know, if you're one of those people where you're like, you're resetting over the weekend, you can just go, I'm just going to let that play in the background mm-hmm. and see if the spirit moves me about my financial <laughs> health and wealth. So that's right. again, that's mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. And we can go ahead and check that out. Um, also want to remind you that this is a great time to set up those compliments consultations. Mm-hmm. If you've been putting it off because you're just like, I really don't have time, maybe do it now before we really get into the swing of 2024 and then things really you know, when you go hit off the and run. And- right. When you certainly don't want to be sitting around looking at a Zoom or going into an office. So let, let's just set it up now. <laughs> right. And you can do that through the website as well or by calling 651-600-0855. That's 651-600-0855. You can always get that on our MyTalk page as well. But as we've been having this conversation, just to recap briefly mm-hmm. with the foundation, because it's very difficult to recap two whole shows for the beginning of this yeah. one. But we did cover some of that, you know, finding cash flow, reevaluating some of the things that you have setting up some of your estate planning and such and even going over the do you have insurance and what kind of insurance do you have and and how do you just kind of check that box off as well right Mm -hmm. yeah and so really again just the freeing up money is one of the first things i know you had talked about too you sometimes you just find it yeah or you you or you just you 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 I didn't, I don't want to, I want to give myself credit that I found it, but it's really that I lost it and then was salty and said, don't do that again. And so the story I was telling Cassandra on the way in is that I had a couple of supplements, like some, some fancy like protein powders and stuff that I signed up for on this website as a subscription because I got a little discount if I signed up for it as a subscription mm-hmm. and I told myself I was going to cancel it. I've been there. Exactly. I'm like, mm. you'll cancel it, you know, if you get caught up or yep. it, I thought it would make me use these supplements sure. or the right like enough that I would go well you'll be out by the time 
it right. reorders. Right. And neither of those things happened. And so I have, so I got to go on there and cancel the subscription. And one of the things that, because I saw in my email this morning, because I was looking for an email from you and our, our other show, just going, okay, what are we talking about today? Oh, shoot. They charged me $50. Oh, so yeah, yeah I yeah. have it, but it's $50 of stuff that it'll take me another four months to get around to using <laughs> if I really ever do get around to using it by then. So, you know, maybe there's something in your life that's like that where you're right. like, oh, this snuck up on me, yeah. but I could use that money someplace else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So those are all, I mean, just taking, taking some time and focus on the budget can be a good exercise to do. Right. right. And we talked about that no matter how much you make. Right. And so it's just how much you, how much, how, where the money goes. That's yes. really what it's about. Yes. Right? It's not about how much you make. So, and then we talked about, we talked about debt. That was mm-hmm. one of the things we addressed. Again, you can go back and listen to those. If you have a situation where you, where that's one of your main priorities, we talked about having a cushion or an emergency fund and where do you save that and right. where are some good places and how much do you have? We talked about that three to six months of your actual expenses, not necessarily your income. Right. Um, again, that's a good cushion. Um, we did. We talked about insurance. We had to spend some time on that. Life insurance, primarily. Most people have health insurance through work or maybe you're on Medicare at this right. point if you're retired and you're 65 or older, right? Or if you're disabled. So there are different uh, ways that people are able to get onto different health programs, but most people have that part covered. Right. right. So now this is the, you know, we, I, I think that we often, when we were having this conversation about life insurance, you look at it like, I don't need it right now. So it's kind of in that, is it a luxury? Like, do am mm. I needing it? What am I doing? So it's very easy to put off if you have other priorities. It can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. But we continue to talk about the fact that the rates will likely go up. Right. I feel like that's that's a PSA that I, yes. I should continue to talk about. Right. Because if you are someone that you have been wondering, what about life insurance? Is it something I should re- reevaluate? Should we have more? Well, if people are dependent on your income, in any way, um, or if you were to be gone, are there things that you would want to be covered that maybe you don't have the assets right yet? Yet, right. maybe you will in the future, right? Um, so those are different reasons why you may want to look at some life insurance anyway. Right. And then, like I said, the rates they'll they'll adjust at some point. They haven't yet, but they will likely be increasing and. Anyway, so that's why we talk about that. And you reminded people that that's another one of those things that you can kind of check in with yourself and your financial advisor with every once in a while to see, should I be looking at increasing? Is this going to be enough? Because it might be a good time for you to go, yeah, let me beef it up a little bit because my situation has changed. It could be. Yeah, exactly. If situations change, um, which what could be a situation? It could be um, if you have another child or if maybe you have a blended family now and there's more people that are real, are dependent. Right. right. Or if That'd you have an impacted. aging parent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could have a parent that's dependent in some way that you want to make sure that they're taken care of if something happens to you sooner than them. Um, it could be any number of of people. Right. That would be impacted. Um, and there maybe you also just want there to be something there for burial expenses. I know in certain cultures, they they try to earmark a certain amount of life insurance for funerals and for right. they might be flying people in from other countries and things. I've I've experienced, uh, you know, you learn a lot in, you know, being yes. in this industry and just talking to people and and hearing what their reasoning is for different things. So thank you for sharing that. That hadn't because I have a small family. So the concept yeah. of, oh, wait, people might need to come in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole different conversation to have. Uh, uh, fair enough. It mm-hmm. is. So, so again, there could be lots of different reasons um, why. But the whole point is, I always tell people there's not a necessarily a perfect number, but it's just what's the right number for you. And at the end of the day, I can help guide people on 
on certain recommendations, but it really comes down to what what's going to give you some peace of mind? What's going to give you some, what's going to help you to sleep at night? Right. Um, I, I think I shared this too. My husband and I, like early, last year, probably around this time last year, started feeling and we were having the conversation of, should we have some more? Right. And so last year we did. We went mm-hmm. and got additional policies on right. top of what we already had. Yes. Um, because we just were feeling that. And mm-hmm. so you may be at that point too, where maybe you have at one time was a good amount for you, but maybe you don't feel that way anymore. Right. So that could be. And and sometimes people just want to reevaluate. And there are times where sometimes we'd say, you know, you maybe could dial it down a little because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, maybe your assets are to the point now where it's not as important or XYZ. It, right. You know, again, so you'll be able to set up change. other modification or sure. other uh, rec- uh, other recommendations. Right. After you- yeah. Fair enough. So mm-hmm. it's just it's something to evaluate. It's just one of those pieces along the way to evaluate. Right. So don't slip on uh, life insurance. Go ahead and have that conversation. <laughs> so it doesn't right. have to be depressing. It can be very freeing. It can it. be. Yes. Well, I think it does. It's one of those peace of mind conversations. That Agreed. We get past it. We talk about the hard stuff in a sense. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not hard. Right. But we talk about it, and then it's one thing you can put behind you. Right, right. So go ahead and check that out. We also encourage you, if you have any particular questions that you would like to get your voice into the room today, you can call us at 651-641-1071. Again, that's 651-641-1071. Before we uh, go to break, though, I also want to remind everybody, Securities and Advisory Service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. So we did a quick recap of what we have. As we move into today's program, Mm -hmm. what do we still need to cover? Because I know that there's probably a ton of information, but today, what do we want to focus on next? Yeah, so we started talking about how and where do you save along the way to retirement, and we're going to dig deeper into that. And then we're going to talk about once you're in retirement and how do you start drawing an income and what does that step look like? And we're also going to talk about that estate planning piece in a somewhat Reader's Digest version, because um, we're not attorneys, but that's that's a very important area that people, you just want to make sure that things are in order there, too. You have your, all your ducks in a row. All right. We're going to have that conversation, and you can be part of it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Financial Health and Wealth Show with Avila Wealth here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon here with my friend Cassandra Brazier, our good friend from Avila Wealth, reminding you you can get their information by going to avilawealth.com. That's A-V-I-L-A wealth.com. As we continue the conversation about building that financial foundation as we start 2024, we snuck up, I, I mean, this this February snuck up on us. I was like, oh, wait, Punxsutawney Phil is already coming out oh of his hole telling us whether we're going to have more winter or not i'm like oh goodness but hey here we go here we go yes right Mm -hmm. and look it doesn't feel like we're gonna have much more winter right now no i know a couple of meteorologists are out there like well don't put all your coats away yet and i'm like i I didn't i know (laughs) where i live not many people in minnesota have right all the winter boots are still out the coats the hats and we know even when we have a standard winter there's always that flurry back by the time we get to april there's you know that's why prince has lyrics about it always snows in April. We know that it's coming. <laughs> we know that it's coming. And so also some of the things that we know are coming is that we know there's going to be hiccups in your financial journey. There mm-hmm. are things that are going to happen because life continues to be life. Right. So if some of this information can help you go, well, I saved in this area, so I'm a- better able to make decisions or choices or something in this other area when life starts to be life, mm-hmm. hopefully that is a value to everybody yeah. that's out there. So as we started um, uh, last episode, 
I know we did cover some of those. How do these different savings buckets work? So we yeah. covered the 401ks versus the IRAs and, and a lot of that information. So mm-hmm. again, if you need it, either contact Avila Wealth and get yourself a specific answer to your situation or go back through those previous episodes. Yeah. But just kind of to recap so we can talk about why savings has that, you know, starting whenever you're able to start still has a great value. It still does. Yeah, it really can. The The sooner you start, the the easier in a sense it can become. However, I do tell, I I always try to reinforce to people that it's just not too late either. I mean, I was just- Don't give up. No. Don't preemptively give up and go, I should have done this when I was seven years old. Why didn't my mom set me up? (laughs) And so if you're like, well, now I'm 50, I'm not even going to try. Like if you're in a position now and you're 50 and you can start saving, that's still, hey, do it. That's great. I was just talking to a couple on Friday that are in their 60s. They're actually- He's retired. They live in Arizona already. She's 61. They're still going to work. She's planning to work for a few more years. There's a number of things that they're going to be doing now that's going to still now it'll put them in even that better of a position once they get to what when they're both retired. Right. right. So, or even if you're in retirement, there still could be some things to do now that could set you up and maximize right? it, what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. So we did. We talked about we've talked about Roths and IRAs, four hundred one ks. We did touch on what individual accounts are, which sometimes we sometimes also call them midterm accounts. But you could have something classified as a midterm account, or you could just have an individual account. Right. And it could be even for long term. Sometimes people might have that as well. So there's there's all different ways that you can have money positioned, different buckets for different time frames, different purposes. Again, everyone's situation can be very unique. Right. So that's what we we try and make sure that everything makes sense for where you're at. Um, so we just have an example here, some general examples. So we have, we've talked about Susie Saver. Yes. We love Susie. We like so, Susie, yep. yeah. Yeah, she's a super hard worker, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So it wasn't, it, she's been saving. She's 45 now. Her goal, she wants to retire at 65. Um, she, ha, she has about, she wants to have about $100,000 when she's retired. So yes. in today's dollars, that's the kind of lifestyle she wants to have. Um, she looked at her social security estimate and they said at that point it's about 35,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole nother conversation depending on when people are going to retire, how much of that you may want to calculate in or not. Um, but that's really, again, there's no perfect science to that either. Right. So first what we do though, is we look at that hundred thousand in 20 years, we got to factor in some inflation, right? Cause right. we all, we all we know, know that that's going to be more. Right. Mm-hmm. If you've been buying anything over <laughs> yes. the last number of it years. It has caught up to you everything. You know how it yeah. works. Mm-hmm. So we got to factor in some inflation there. Again, there's no perfect number. We're going to use 3% today. Um, if it's been more than that recently, but there are times when it's less. So right. It's hard to know, right? That's the hard thing. So we're going to use three though. So over the next 20 years, then in 20 years, that 100,000 would be worth about 182,000. Okay. So that means that's the, that's her income goal then. 182,000 would give her the lifestyle of what 100,000 would give her today. Right. That's our first piece. Um, then we look at, we look, we take off that 35,000 for Social Security, right? So then that's about 147, 150, right around there, right? So if we back engineer it, if she's going to take about 5% or so off of her retirement assets, that's really the max you'd want to draw. Right. And some people would even say maybe even a little bit less. We're just going to use simple numbers though. So if she were to take a 5% income off of her savings, then she'd want a nest egg of about 2.94 million, somewhere in there, wow. 2.9. I know Those it numbers, feels like a lot, right? It does, it does feel, feel like a lot. A lot. But mm-hmm. So here's her situation, though. 
Right now, she has three hundred fifty thousand in savings. Right now, in retirement funds. Okay. She makes a hundred thousand. She saves ten percent of it. She gets a six percent match. So with what she's already doing, she's got about thirteen hundred a month going into savings. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Good. Good job, Susie. Yes. Right? She's saving. Um, and so if she were to just do that for the next 20 years, just continue where she's been at. And again, she'll probably have increases, right? Right. We're not even factoring that in. And if she got about an 8, 8% average return, which again, when you're dollar cost averaging, that does make it where you can pick up a little bit of a better return in general. Because as it continues, because you hopefully can buy some of those dips. Yep. So if things go down, hopefully you can maximize that as well. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So your dollar cost averaging, like she is every paycheck, right? She's putting some in. So a couple times a month, she's got money going into the market. And so she would end up, if she averaged 8%, she'd end up with about 2.5. Okay. So... You're not, she's not there, right? She's not there, but she's, she's she's really close, right? right. Mm -hmm. She's doing all right. Yeah. So the thing is, is again, at this point we can, we can look at that leaves her with a shortfall of about 440,000. Now, if she were to save an extra, one way would be an extra $750 a month is one way. Again, if she averaged 8% for the next 20 years, that would get her there. We could talk about a number of options. Where does she want to save that, right? She could save it in a Roth because mm-hmm. all of her money is going into her 401k right now. We'd have to look at that if that made sense. Maybe she puts a little bit more into her savings because she couldn't put all that into a Roth because even though, because she's actually 45. Okay. So she'd actually only be able to save 7000 Okay. So she'd still have a few hundred dollars a month ish right that she'd need to do something else with mm-hmm. so there'd be we would just look at then for her situation now maybe she doesn't have the extra now but it at least gives her a starting point to say okay i know where i'm at and then as she gets closer to retirement maybe she gets there maybe she averages a better rate of return over time than she thought or maybe right. just with the increases in her salary and she keeps doing that maybe she does 10 percent this year maybe 11 percent, 12 percent. maybe she increases how much she's saving there's so many hypotheticals and variables, right, that we can't know all the factors, but it, it gives someone an idea right. of where they're at and what they could be doing or what to even work towards. The other thing I, I believe is great about it is that when we just threw out that number, it seemed insurmountable. Sure. Like my brain could not wrap around how we could get there. Right. And then once you started doing the math and it's like one bite at a time. Yeah. And so we're just is what we're doing. So if you can do this. You can actually get to this yeah. number that seems like it's at the top, at the peak of a mountain. Yeah. But you're like, how am I going to climb all the way up there? Yeah. No, we can do incremental things where you actually can get to that you by the time. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. And let's say you, maybe you are, you were Susie Saver 20 years ago. Maybe you're 65 now. Maybe you have a little bit of a shortfall mm-hmm. from where you wanted to be at at 65. Again, even if you're already there and you're wanting to retire, there could be some ways that you could still do it. Some right. people may leave their permanent job. And then they may get a part-time job right? and push off taking out of their assets. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even take Social Security yet. There's just so many different, or maybe they do take Social Social Security and supplement part-time if you're at full retirement age. There's just talking through different options and scenarios, I think, is what gives people just some some tools, right? They can right. arm themselves with some tools and education to be able to know what are their options and then they can make an educated decision. Right. And again, just to have that peace of mind that you are doing the best with the information that you have right now yep. to try and just forecast into what we have going on in the future. So, hey, always always ready to have that conversation. Again, you can go to AvilaWealth.com to start it today. So we're getting ready to go to break. When we get back, I know we're going to cover some more foundational things, but yep. specifically, what topic are we moving into now?
We're going to talk about income planning because okay. that is a whole nother ball game right. than if you're in the phase of saving. So there's a lot you want to know about do's and don'ts on income planning. Right. And if you'd like to be part of the show, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with my friend Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Reminding you, get on that complimentary call list. Go to avalawealth.com, set it up, nice, easy conversation, mm-hmm. and you get to know my friend Cassandra a little bit better. So go to avalawealth.com to set that up. It's a very fun conversation. It sounds yeah. like, I, and, and I have friends that they go, well, we know you're a nerd and you make weird things sound fun. But I mean <laughs> it. Like it, it is to the point that I do enjoy, our producer Lee is laughing, um, but it is true. Um, I do enjoy enjoy having these conversations with people and encouraging them to go is there something that was in your background that made you think you can't achieve these things Mm -hmm. and that's what's holding you back Mm -hmm. well having a conversation with somebody that can it's nothing else change your mental the 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 mental demographics that you have yes your paradigm and like Mm -hmm. give you that information to go maybe let's look at this a little differently because maybe what you need is to reset your set point Maybe your set point is that thermostat, right? That mental thermostat of where we are comfortable. We tend to gravitate toward that wherever it's set. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe there's something that, you know, back in your, you know, I had to, you know, back to the, and I love talking to you because I know that psychology is something that's also important to you, but it was really a lot of things, even in my head that were, well, I'm accustomed to, well, you're being greedy, you're being this, and it's weird mm-hmm. to want things and to move into that stuff and going, no, that's not what you're doing. Right. You know, you're being a good steward of this for yourself and the community and for mm-hmm. your son, and there's a lot of ways that you can do that. So There really are. And if you're a good person and right. you have more to do good things with, all, I mean, wonderful. Exactly. So again, set that up at AvilaWealth.com. So let's talk about income planning in retirement. Yes. So that is, and it's something that conversation, it can start, it can start, you know, even 10 years before you, your retirement date, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to, if you're already closer than that, or if you're already in retirement, it still is a good conversation to have, right? Because it's just looking at what, where is my situation today? How am I taking an income from it? Am I, am I doing it in the most way that that my money and my dollars can be most efficient because there may be some things based upon your age that have to happen there will be right so like for example anything that was tax deferred money in in your traditional 401k bucket or an ira um or even if it was a 403b right yes most of those traditional that have never been taxed at 73 now and that'll change over time right they have this step up of age and so forth but Right, you know, right now at 73, that's when you would take your required minimum distribution. So right. there are some things that would have to start triggering. Um, that, though, can also impact you over time as far as what would your taxable income be. Right. Because there are some people that might say, well, I don't I don't even need the money out of that bucket right mm-hmm. now. Like, I'm okay with this stuff over here. Or maybe you have a pension. So if you're a little ways from 73 and you have some tax deferred money, there might be some planning and things that we might be able to look at doing too that could help change what the tax implication would be, change what the additional costs might be for Medicare or what's called IRMA, which is another tax and so forth when you're taking your Medicare and so forth. So there's, and social security, right? How much of that is taxed? There's so many things that until you get there, you may not have any idea about. Okay. And that's why when we sit down and talk to people about some of this prior planning, 
then they usually say, okay, I had no idea. Right. I had no idea that 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 could be a thing, that Uh that was even a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Until sometimes for some people it's too late because maybe you pulled out a chunk out of a tax deferred bucket in retirement and, uh, and now you realize, okay, I'm paying a higher amount now on my Medicare. I'm having more of my Social Security tax than right. it was. And mm-hmm. that can happen for two years on your Medicare. So okay. there, are th- there are surprises you maybe don't want to have, mm-hmm. right, if you can avert those or avoid them. So those are all, that's all part of the conversation, and that's what's in the back of our head when we're doing looking at that retirement planning and that income planning. So it can be a scary time. Right. It can be because you... You you're going from a point of where you're earning an income and you have that paycheck coming in to to not correct and so figuring instead out where's that money going to come yeah, from. Yeah, instead of putting everything away, now you're like I'm like I that has to be really a difficult transition for a lot of people. Yeah, when you're so accustomed to I'm well, one I want that number to grow, and now you're like ah, it's gonna go down because it has to. Yeah. yeah, for a lot of for a lot of people it will right, mm-hmm. but it's how fast is it going to go down right. And 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 that's why there's so many important pieces that if you can have them in place or have some safeguards in some different areas, it can give you that much more confidence, at least. And there may not be 100 percent guarantees in life on things, but you can do some planning that can give you some really good assurance. Right. That you you should be good throughout retirement. Right. You know, and at least you're like and that's what I love. You get to you get to use that word. Some assurance. Yes. That you're like, okay, with the information that I have, here's what I think I get to do. Right. Mm -hmm. We can't plan for every factor. Right. Right. But we can give you a really, really good chance and do the best planning we can so that for a lot of different scenarios, you'll be able to sidestep or maneuver through them as smoothly as possible. Right. Okay, we're going to go to the phone. Our producer, Leah, is going in and putting the information. So, Leah, put you, thanks for putting that in. We'll go ahead and go to Alan. Alan, thank you for calling into the Financial Health and Wealth Show. What's your question for my friend Cassandra from Abilo Wealth? Hi. Yeah, I was curious. Um, so I'm going to be going to college, and I would say um, two years is my plan. And I'm curious if it'd be smarter to buy a home first and then go to college or buy it after I've established a career mm. and graduated? Mm. Well, Alan, that's a very good question. Um, so are you work? You're working right now? That's correct. How old are you? I'm 25. Okay. And what's your, what are you going to go to school for? Uh, radiation therapy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, while you're going to school, will you also be working? Yes. Okay, I, guess, I won't be bringing in as much though, because I, I mean, obviously, I would need time to you know go to classes, but also to study. And so, uh, my current job has allowed for me to uh, still work, uh, but also take time off as needed. Mm-hmm. That sounds fabulous. Congratulations, Alan. Yeah. Can I weigh in just slightly? And I know we need to ping part of this. Alan, you're calling the right place because between Cassandra <laughs> Brazier and our friends over at the Red Hot Real Estate Show, yeah. one of the things that they have said before that if you're able to, there might be an option of even like buying a home that you can also use as income. If you can rent out a room or get some roommates that are near where you're going to college, that's one of the things that, you know, our mortgage professional Phil Olson has mentioned to people before. And so is Mimi, where they've encouraged people to do that because. Because, you know, there's especially if you have to take out if you're if you're in a situation where you're going to be taking out some loans or something to help fund your education. And again, I'm not either of these things. I'm just pulling in the information that Cassandra has given me and that Phil and Mimi have given me before. Mm -hmm. So there might be a case to run the numbers 
yep. to do it now versus putting it off until later. Right. There's a few things I would I would recommend looking at for you. And one would be Can I interject. Quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, my situation gets a little bit more complex with the fact that I don't have to save. I'm choosing to save because uh, my schooling would be freed uh, for uh, being a service member. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, wonderful. But, well, thank you for your service. Uh, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the stipulation, though, is I have to uh, adhere to the contract rules. And if I fail in any part with that, uh, I'd have to pay out of pocket. And so that's why I'm I'm not trusting it 100%. I'm choosing to save. That way, if I pass flying colors and everything's good, then I'll just have all this extra money in my account, yeah. mm-hmm. which I could use for that home yeah. as a down payment. Okay. So, do you, okay. So I guess a couple couple quick questions. Some things for you to ponder maybe to look at then to make your decision. And and Mimi and Phil could be a really great resource too, who they're right. going to be in here in, in about 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. maybe a call back would be good to them as well. But from my perspective, I would look at your budget. I'd look at your cash flow. I'd look at, I mean, rent and, and mortgages. If the payment's going to be somewhat comparable, maybe you do take on a mortgage then. Just keep in mind, right, the interest rates are a little bit higher historically right now. They may come, they may be lower by the time you finish college, but if you can make it into some kind of an income property like Shannon threw out there, that could make sense too. It could be another way for you to earn some money along the way. Right. And then the one thing I'd say too about what you said, if you, you know, if you don't fly, pass with flying colors, you're your own insurance there, right? As right. long as you knuckle down and work hard, I'm sure you're going to be fine. And I think it's also, Alan, since, and again, thank you for your service as well, um, having that conversation about VA home loans is something that yep. I know that uh, our, our friend Phil Olson is very expert at because yep. he also is a former uh, a service member and actually won an award last year for oh, how neat. he was helping people in that situation. So having that conversation might dispel some of even that that you know, that buyer's remorse from what the interest rate is doing right now, right. because since you're a veteran. There could be some really good options for you there, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, def- I'd recommend having a conversation with them, too. If you want, I'm certainly happy to talk more offline with you mm-hmm. and, and see if there's any other areas to give you any guidance on if you want to leave your information with Leah. But, yeah, I would definitely call back to the next show because yeah. they'll be able to give you they'll some more you some tips. numbers, right. Yeah, you got the right experts coming to help yeah. you, Alan. So thank you for listening. Thanks we for really calling, appreciate Alan. that. Yeah, that was my original plan, but I figured since, I mean, you guys are on the air first, might as well ask. <laughs> Thank you. You are in the right boat. So Cassandra didn't say no. So Cassandra, said, Cassandra said, hey, you got great options. So congratulations, yeah. Alan. That's some really fun stuff you're going to be able to work on. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Awesome. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. So I I love the way that these two because people are like again what's Shannon doing I'm like I love that these talking because there's certain situations that I talk to you about mm-hmm. and then you go talk to Mimi and there's things that I've talked to Mimi about since she's my realtor and she's like yes but talk to your financial advisor and she's <laughs> pinged me back to you <laughs> yep, yep. before she like says anything so I think it's really good to be able to go how do all of these strategies work yeah when it's really about what you started the conversation with today about savings and what are you going to do with those savings and where's the best Best, I mean, is to where, what are our quality decisions that you can make to try to make what is the most engage, uh, informed decision mm-hmm. that you can? Yep. So I know, Alan, you're a little bit away from this mm-hmm. at 25, but if you are someone that is closer to retirement, these are some of the things then that, that we talk about is one factor is Social Security. Mm-hmm. We're going to touch on this briefly. We'll come back to it after the break. But Social Security is one of those things. And we're going to do whole shows on Social Security because it is such an in-depth topic to talk about all the complexities of it. But 
just know, depending on where you are, if you're not drawing it right now, right? If you are, you just saw a little bit of a bump. They said it would be about, what, $50 a month on average increase for people. If you haven't started drawing it yet, look at how far you might be out from drawing it. Because by 2034, they are saying, that's experts quote, right? Mm-hmm. That, that they will not be able to pay out more than about 80% of the benefits at that point. Okay. I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. We know none of us do. So... We're going to talk a little bit more about some things to consider when you're thinking about Social Security and other income planning things that are important to consider as well when we come back. We also encourage you to be part of the show. That number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with my friend Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. That way. Well oh, done. Man. See, we're just cruising. Cruising. Oh. Yes. Thank you for the throwback, producer. Lily. We appreciate you. <laughs> and we appreciate everybody joining us for the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon. My duet partner oh, over there man. is Cassandra Brazier from Avila Wealth. I think we should stick to this calling, though, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're as be, much fun as we I have. I know. We are very uh, good karaoke-ish type singers, true. but we don't need to switch. I'll that's stay true. a comedian can, yeah. and you can stay a financial that's advisor good. and yes. then we'll just dabble. We can just go to karaoke periodically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we'll just put our heart and soul into <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> Got it. So for if you are out there, we appreciate you. You still have time to be part of the show. I know we're going to move through some information very quickly for this final segment of the Mm -hmm. show, but you can call us at 651-641-1071. So Social Security. Again, we talked a little bit before the break that depending on how far you are or if you're in retirement and you're already taking Social Security now, Mm Right. It would be to to, would depend. One of the biggest things, though, to look at is when's the right time to take it. And there is you can look at it from a numbers standpoint. Yes. Wait till 70 if you can. Then then that's the biggest amount that you'll receive. But that's not always the right answer for everyone. And it really depends. So, again, I was I was having a conversation on this last week with someone who he decided to take it at 62. Yes. Ended up being a really good thing for him. He didn't know he was going to get cancer at 63. Um, and then his wife had to cut back her hours and all right. those things. So it ended up working out well for him. Now, he looks back and he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the right thing because I would have gotten more if I would have waited. But he mm-hmm. said, but you know what? It probably was because then we weren't struggling for money while after we were doing that. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just don't ever know. And and for everyone, I, I look at it. I just say you, you got to make the best decision at the time and look at all the pieces and then just move move forward. Right. Right. So. Those are some of the things we look at, but we do know that things are going to have to change at some point. And 2034 is around that time when they won't be able to continue paying them out as they are now. Okay. Is is kind of their time frame. So we don't know yet. They haven't said what they're looking to do. So we can just plan as well as we can. So people beyond that point, if you're more than 10 years from Social Security, Sometimes what we'll do is only just factor in a portion. Okay. You know, depending on how far out people are. Just to be conservative about that. To be conservative. Hopefully they, you know, they make some adjustments, right? Maybe they slightly change a number of factors and then they're able to make it work again. But that's just where we're at. So just know that that is something. And for some people, they say, I'm just going to start taking it at 62 because then I'm just going to have it. Right. right. Then I'll just have it. And then, then I'll I can, put it where I want to Even if I invest. want to put it in my bank account and then I have control over it. Then so there's there's again, there's not, not a right or wrong. Right. Um, you have to do what makes the most sense. So that's Social Security. But that's something I'm happy to have a conversation with people if you want to talk through it and see what might make the most sense. And where is that break even point for people? Right. If you right. were to wait or if you were to draw it early. 
Um, again, some people, I, again, a lady I was talking with last week, she has one year left before she wants to retire. Okay. She hits 65 in a year. She'll go down to Medicare, so health insurance will be covered. And all along, she has said, that's it, then I want to be done. And then this last conversation, now that she's in the home stretch mm-hmm. and she sees that she can retire, she said, you know, if they offer contract work, I may decide to do some. Okay. But Fair part-time enough. and it's on my terms, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's something people can do, too. Mm-hmm. So you may say this is too much stress the way it's going, but either, and I've seen many people do this, where they come back as a contractor, right? Yes. They retire. They actually retire. And then they come back as a contractor, and maybe you're only working a couple of days a week. And it or takes all the all stress out. Then, yeah. Or you just have a lot. You have it the way you want it, right? right? So, again, another option for people that if if you didn't get their or to where you're at, or maybe you don't have as much as you thought, those are all different ways of just giving yourself that little bit extra that could still create a successful retirement the way you might want it to look. Right. So that's one thing why when we look at drawing the income, drawing it from investments, even if you want to retire, you might be able to get there, work part-time somewhere, not draw from your assets, because even just giving them a little bit more time to grow, right? that could make all the difference. So if you're trying to maximize how long they last, you're saying, right. yeah, mm-hmm, right. Absolutely. Um, so having some different buckets, right? Because you don't, some of the, some of the pitfalls for people is they might get too conservative too fast. Okay. So you might be getting close to retirement. And you're like, but, okay, shut it down. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. if you, if you put everything too conservative, which, which I'm not saying you don't want to be conservative with some of the money, especially money that you may be drawing from in the near future in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, there's other strategies, even if you have a few years till you retire, if you're still adding money to your retirement buckets, sometimes what we look at is let's shift the bulk, the balance, right? Let's shift the balance and get that more out of the way or most of it or a good amount of it, right? Maybe depending Mm -hmm. on your situation, but maybe you dollar cost average into the market still, meaning maybe you're dollar cost averaging into something that may fluctuate more, but that could pick up some nice gains for you in right. the meantime. So you don't necessarily want your whole entire portfolio to be at the whim something of that the fluctuates. overall market. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to put some preservation measures in place. There are ways to be able to do some additional planning and there are ways to do some of this that can still make sense and still get you some, hopefully some growth, right? Right. Again, there's not guarantees in the market, but there are some ways that we can still try and get some guarantees in place that will help you with income planning and so forth. Right. So one thing that we talk about is annuities because Mm -hmm. that can be a really good when we talk about foundation, right, it can be a nice foundational piece to go alongside Social Security. Um, whether people have a pension or not, it mm-hmm. can just add that additional layer of you have some more predictable income there. Right. So as long as the insurance company is solvent and sound and you you have a guaranteed income then from them that you can rely on. And you've mentioned that annuities have changed dramatically over the they last really have. decade or so. You made it sound yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Well, even I, I would say. Since the early 2000s, I think there has been a drastic shift and change in in annuities, how they're used, the benefits. Um, Anyone who has a negative connotation with annuities, it probably is likely. It's either because someone was mismatched with the annuity they had. They put too much into annuities. They didn't have the liquidity they needed, which we look at that. Mm -hmm. Or they were or it was one of the older predecessor types of annuities where you annuitized it, which 
FYI, most people, like nobody does that anymore. Hardly right. anyone annuitizes mm-hmm. um, because that was one of the issues is that if you annuitized it, you it was like a pension then. You bought into a certain payout and then you could lose the rest of that balance if you died early. So those were some of the pitfalls. We have so much more to cover, though. So right. I hope people can come back next week to hear more about income planning, estate planning, and other foundational things when it comes to retirement planning. And in the meantime, go to the website. Security and advisory services offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member SIPC. This material is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be financial advice. Please consult a professional on your situation. Content paid for by Avila Wealth.